Hello, everyone. I am your host, Lauren, and thank you for tuning in and listening to another episode of Empowered with Lauren. We have an unbelievable show today, a show that I believe should be spoken about all the time. We will be talking about a topic which I'm extremely passionate about and which I believe could, should, and will be the cultural and social reform that will liberate women throughout the world. I mean, that's power in itself. Throughout time, women have made decisions and choices based on their biological clock ticking. Today, with the amazing advancement of medicine and technology, we can finally break the biological clock. That is power. Joining us today, I have the honor and the privilege to have one of the leading experts in the field of reproductive medicine, infertility, and egg freezing. Not only is he the be-all in the medical field, he's also throughout the years become a personal friend, and he is the reason my husband Michael and I have a beautiful, delicious little girl named Jaxie. I still get all, whew, this person is the reason I get to be called mommy. Hello, Dr. Tomer Singer, and welcome to Empowered with Lauren. You know, I still get teary-eyed, and I still get all choked up every time I say that. Truly, thank you for joining us. Um, You you have given me my love, my true love, and without you, I would never be able to be called mommy. So thank you. We have a lot to discuss today. We do. First, let's go through your unbelievable credentials, which takes, it's a long time, so we're going to try to shorten them because you've accomplished too much in your life. You make all of us look badly. Dr. Tomer Singer, you're an MD. You also have an MBA. You're an associate professor of OB and GYN at uh, Hofstra Medical School. You just recently left a position as the former director of reproductive endocrinology and infertility, as well as the director of egg freezing program at Northwell Health. You were the department vice chair, and you were also, I think, the director of the residency program responsible for training over 28 OBGYNs in New York. You left all of this to be at a new position at SGF New York as their medical director. So this obviously is an unbelievable opportunity for you to have left. Uh, you, you had every position possible at Northwell. So I'm excited for you. Mazel tov, congratulations. I think it's fabulous. Um, before we go in on breaking the biological clock, uh, I want our listeners to know that the one thing that stands out, that you, that you make it, or you are very different than so many other doctors, other than being incredibly brilliant, you're empathetic. And I think a lot of it lends itself from your background. Can you tell our listeners what, what happened in your life or what, what was the reason that you decided that you wanted fertility to be your passion? 
First of all, thank you, Lauren, for all the compliments, and it's uh, my honor and privilege to uh, be helping you and Michael uh, conceive uh, Jaxi, beautiful Jaxi. And I think that you're touching upon uh, my uh, personal story of how I, I decided to go into reproductive endocrinology and infertility. And uh, growing up, uh, I was an only child to uh, my uh, father, who was a quadriplegic uh, uh, of war from age 18. He was shot in the army. Uh, and uh, when uh, my mom met him as a volunteer nurse, uh, they knew that they were going to be struggling with their fertility. And after two long years of infertility, treatment and they finally uh, were able to conceive uh, using uh, an artificial intrauterine insemination and a medication called Perganol, which is a, used to be a European medication. And, and uh, interestingly enough, you know, 44 years later, I'm using it myself with uh, many of my patients, now called Gonol F or Follistimomenopor, changed a couple of versions, but essentially it's the same medication my mom injected in her body uh, in 1974 to 76 until I was born. So I think that that personal uh, journey made me believe and know that I want to focus on this amazing field of helping couples who struggle with infertility and to conceive, to have a family, to complete you know, their goals and their objectives in this world. And I still get excited with every positive fetal heart rate I see in an ultrasound with every patient who, after long years of uh, infertility and uh, an amazing journey that many of my patients have to go through, are embracing a child and then delivering a baby. I love that story. And I know that I, I've been in your waiting room. Patients find out that they're pregnant and hearing them scream, even when it wasn't me, the joy. You, you cannot even describe what, what that feels like. I still, I'm still getting emotional. Like, well, first, let's backtrack. I think it's really important and to, for people to know that I, I made that choice to hold on and wait because I personally wasn't ready to be a mom. Um, again, Michael proposed four times. I wasn't ready to be married. And I really felt that I needed to have my success, my career. Um, I need, everyone has their own shtick, and I needed to show that I could make a certain amount of money, achieve a certain amount of success before I was able to be a partner to be a mother, to be, uh, I had to have my own identity and I had to go through that journey. And so when I looked into freezing my eggs at, I was about 34 and a half, back then there was a 42% rate for unfertilized eggs and it cost about $15,000. Well, as a businesswoman, I didn't think the odds were so great. And I didn't think that was worthwhile. Um, and I decided, though, I still wasn't going to pull the trigger because I believe when you decide to be a mom, um, my belief, and again, everyone's opinions and, and their journey is different, but I know for myself, I needed to be all in. And I wasn't, I wasn't ready yet. So I chose at that point to still continue with my career the truth of the matter is I believe that I was in great shape and I thought that even though I was 39 or 38 at the time when I was ready to conceive, I thought it was going to be no issue. And unfortunately for me, um, both Michael and I were both tested, but we had a problem together for whatever reason. 
And when I went to another clinic or another, a very, uh, a big, a big name person in, on Fifth Avenue, um, didn't have nearly any empathy that, that you had or you have. And it wasn't a successful situation. I remember speaking to my OBGYN who said to me, Lauren, there's this new hot shot coming up. And he's the, he's taken the hospital and the industry, the, the entire fertility, infertility world by storm. I think you may resonate with him. And I remember the day she gave me your number, and it was in November, and I called your office thinking I was going to get either a receptionist or, or uh, a machine. And lo and behold, Dr. Singer answered his own phone. I don't know if you remember this. You answered your phone and spoke to me directly. I get chills I do remember about that. that. I, you do. I remember you... just starting the practice, and since then, yeah. you know, the, the practice, of course, has grown tremendously, and I'm very appreciative of that. So I don't answer all the phone calls myself now, <laughs> but I remember that, and I also remember just starting the practice after I completed my uh, fellowship for three years at Cornell, and I was, you know, interested in seeing every patient who called and trying to tackle any issue. And I remember you and Michael coming to my office and uh, and here you are, the same uh, person who I just uh, hopped in a yellow cab and saw her boot camp, uh, you know, taking the city by storm. And then you told me your story and that you were 39 and you had that uh, unsuccessful IVF. And at that point, I said, you know what, we're going to take that journey together. And just like you were a fighter in you know, establishing your own business, I knew that you can take you know, this uh, fertility journey, which is uh, in many ways uh, sometimes more challenging than just the physical aspect. I think that the emotional aspect of going through infertility uh, is really uh, one that not a lot of people are expecting when they come to a fertility doctor. They think, you know what, there's going to be some pain around the injection site, some bloating, some you know, mood swings, but you know what, the emotional aspect and struggling with infertility there have been multiple studies that show that struggling with infertility is almost like st- struggling with cancer and all the things that are thrown at you during this process. So I clearly remember that day. I, and I'm going to touch on that. You're 100% right with the struggling of the infertility because here, as you know, I always think like my body is my temple. I thought that I made all these right decisions. I eat well. I exercise like a lunatic. Um, I never used... I never took medicine for birth control because I never wanted to change or, 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 or trick my body. And here I thought I was doing everything right, and yet I was not able to get pregnant. And it kind of – it was a mind twist a little. It was, a, it was definitely a uh, – it was humbling. But, again, I want to stress to the listeners I would not have changed my journey for anything in the world because I believe I'm a 10 times more present mom and a happier mom and a much more fulfilled woman that I waited. What I would say, though, is if what is going on now with the advancement in technology and medicine, and we're going to talk about that because I believe now it's a 95%, correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. Singer, that 95% chance of success for unfertilized eggs opposed to 13 years ago when I went when there was a 42%. Is that correct? 
So, yeah, what changed uh, significantly since uh, 2012, uh, there have been multiple studies that looking at the different technology that was uh, used to freeze eggs and thaw eggs. And now with the technique called vitrification or fast freeze, 90 to 95% of eggs that are being frozen thaw and survive and can be fertilized as good as fresh eggs. That changes completely the paradigm. Maybe touching upon the, the age and fertility aspect, I completely agree that, you know, you should not have uh, looked back and changed anything, and nor should you. And the technology, when you were looking at egg freezing, and that was, you know, when you were 34, was a technique called slow freeze. And I've had a lot of patients that were um, being proactive and froze eggs, and it was much more expensive. And uh, a lot of their eggs did not survive, and they felt like, almost like, um, you know, threw their money away or did not uh, make the right choice. So that was before 2012. In 2012, the American Society of Reproductive Medicine, which is the organization that gives us, you know, the credentials, said that this is no longer experimental. Women should consider freezing eggs if they don't have um, the right partner, Mr. Right, as I call it, or if they're not ready for uh, whatever reason, financial or, you know, in terms of achieving their goals and their careers, freeze their eggs. And the technology is such that you freeze your eggs at age 30, and with each egg, you have about 3% chance of a live birth. And if you take 20 eggs in one process, in one egg retrieval, that means about 60% chance of a baby. And I've had multiple patients that had more than one baby with one egg retrieval. And the younger you do the process, the better the outcome is. We know that female fertility begins to decline already in the early 20s, but the pregnancy rate remains pretty high until early 30s. But then what happens in mid-30 when you're looking into freezing eggs, the decline really accelerates until women reaches about age 45. And at that point, there's very small chance, almost 0% chance of conception using a fertility treatment uh, using their own eggs. At that point, the main option is using egg donation. The, in addition, the risk, rate of miscarriage goes up significantly when you're 35 and above. And it's true. When you came in, you're in a great shape, you know, running all those boot camps, and that that's very important to be in overall good health, but the most important factor is age. Yes, smoking can affect it badly, family history, ovarian surgery, or radiation or chemo, if God forbid uh, someone had to undergo that, has a negative impact. But when we look at the main factor, that has been clearly showed to be age, age, age. So I think that in the next decade or so, what we need to emphasize, and I have two daughters of my own, is already in high school, mentioned the decline in egg quality, mentioned the option of freezing eggs when you're in college or when you're in your mid-20s, rather than wait to 38 or 39, when at that point, most patients will have to go to multiple egg retrievals to get the same outcome they could have gotten right. if they did one egg retrieval in their early 20s. We're going to OBGYNs, usually 16, 17, when we get our PAP, you know? And don't you think it's important that we speak about this with our daughters, not in a negative way to scare them, in a positive way saying, you know what? At 28 years old, right after a few years out of college, we're going to freeze eggs just to take that pressure off the table so you don't make the decisions in life that so many women are faced with that they've done because they felt that biological clock ticking and they married Mr. Wrong, or maybe they married Mr. Right at the wrong time. And so they felt that they had to crank out these, these kids 
And I know so many women, and we've talked about this, Tomer, that at 35 years old, they have three kids. They get up, they look at their husband, they hate his guts. They're like, I hate him. What I marry him for? I now have three kids. Where am I and who am I? And so we don't need to go down that, you know, that path. We don't want your daughter. I don't want my daughter. You have two beautiful daughters. And forget about not finding Mr. Right. How about just taking that pressure and saying, you know what? Even if you're dating an amazing man and you're 25 years old, freeze your eggs. So if you want to experience the next five years with that man and maybe it doesn't work, you don't feel like, wow, um, you know that stupid expression how the, how mothers always say to their daughters, which I still can't believe with, with all that we've accomplished, women still say to their daughters, why would the man buy the milk if he can get the cow for free? Or why would they buy the cow if he can get the milk for free? Meaning it's like the biggest thing in the world, all she wants is that daughter to get married because she needs to crank out those kids. If we freeze eggs, how, let them be able to experience their relationship without that pressure and to know that, the, that motherhood will happen. Again, like I said, I would never have taken back my journey, but I will tell you, those four IVFs that I went through, emotionally, I remember being on a roller coaster ride. I remember believing that this one, this is it, this is it. We had beautiful, we retrieved, what, like 10 eggs at once. We, we had such unbelievable success. Everything goes a certain way, and then for whatever reason, it didn't take. And then you're going through the medicine again. You're doing the injections. Your body's changing. Um, I remember three days before my 40th birthday, That's I was correct. having a surprise party, I which I knew about, by the way. I remember that. And you had to call me in my office. And you, and you had to give me the news that it didn't work again. And yep, I remember all the embryos were abnormal. Yes. All of them were abnormal. Yep. And I was crushed. And I remember you, you being like, Lauren, maybe we should think about another option. Maybe we do a donor, uh, a donor egg or a donor sperm. And I said, Tom, I married the big boy for his genes. I mean, he's tall, he's handsome, he's athletic. Let me get something out of this, right? I said, I need to have his genes. And you started laughing. I said, and it's going to be my egg. It's going to be my egg. Give me one more chance. And I was... Mm -hmm. I remember crying, and you said, we will do this together. And Michael was saying, should I cancel this party? It was, a, it was four days of surprise party. It was like 100 people coming. And I said, nope, we're going to do this. We have one more shot. We're going to do it. And so although I had this unbelievable baby, I wish that it, what was going on now with the technology, and if I could save or help or inspire any other woman, A, to wait and, and, and get pregnant after she establishes who she is as a woman. It doesn't even have to be in a career of success. Just to find out who you are. Because we don't know who we are at 25 years old. How many women or how many men, how many people know who they truly are at 25, 28, 30, 31? So to take that responsibility to be a parent, to be a mother, I think that is why so much divorce rate is so high and so many women i don't know i think i know one woman that got pregnant early that are truly still happy because she, she she's an anomaly by the way because i'm around and i'm an older 
mom compared to a lot of the mothers with a five-year-old daughter. And so many of them are not happy because they did not wait. So if I could give any advice on A, about waiting and, and, wait, and, and establishing who you are, but B, freeze those eggs so you don't have to go through the emotional turmoil, the physical turmoil, and it's costly. I make a joke. We kid around with Jaxie. She's like a million-dollar kid. She better be brilliant, right? <laughs> we, we went through four IVFs. So, if so you, you'll be surprised, Lauren. Yeah, so one, one thing that um, it's important to uh, explain to our listeners is that, you know, even a married couple uh, come in, and uh, even if they're not sure if they want to have a second or third child, uh, a lot of them nowadays, because of the improvement technology, come and freeze eggs because they're not on the same page. They're not sure they want another child. Sometimes the wife wants it, the husband doesn't want it, sometimes the other way around. So there's a trend that I see when even married couple coming in to freeze eggs or freeze embryos to keep all the options open all the way to age 50 or 51 in case they change their mind. That's one. Two, one other uh, development that happened in the past decade is we have now the ability to analyze the embryos before we even transfer them into the uterus. Just like you were a pioneer in, in doing that pre-implantation genetic screening on your embryos, and I remember clearly that phone call <clears throat> that um, we had to uh, go over to egg retrievals, use microsperm, create embryos, and then analyze them. And all embryos were chromosomally abnormal, and that was just, you know, at the age of 40, three days before your 40th birthday. But that yeah. helped us understand why you didn't get pregnant up until that point or the first IVF that you had elsewhere. And then when you told me, I'm up for another retrieval, if you're up to doing it for me, I remember the next cycle that you responded, you got 20 eggs, you woke up from anesthesia yelling, we did it, baby, and then we got those normal embryos, and one of them is Jaxi. Your staff thought I was a, was a lunatic still. You were like, this woman is crazy. I was screaming in, in, in the uh, recovery room. We were high-fiving. Yes. Exactly. You're one. coming out of the propofol and anesthesia, and you were already with your hands in the air like Rocky. We did it. <laughs> I remember it. I remember it well. Right now, would you tell... Anyone listening, if they have daughters, nieces, anyone, education is huge to educate our girls and to let them know there are tremendous options that we sh they should be doing this. We should be talking to our daughters at 16, 17, 18 years old. Hundred percent. I, I think that egg freezing is now what birth control uh, has been or has done for women empowering uh, back in the 60s and 70s. This is something that has to be educated and had to be taught in, in school, in high school, in college, and give the patient information. They can choose to take that opportunity or not, go see the OBGYN and not just be scared about cervical cancer and HPV and mammogram and breast cancer and yeah, getting a birth control prescription. Educate your patient. Educate your uh, friends and family. Tell them age is here. Uh, age has an impact on your uh, egg quality. If you freeze eggs, you reduce your risk of having chromosomally abnormal uh, pregnancies. You reduce your risk of miscarriages. You increase the chance of having a baby all the way to age 50, which is otherwise unheard of. You can use your own frozen eggs from age 25 or 30 all the way to age 50 or 51 as long as you're healthy. You can decide to transfer one embryo at a time instead of transferring two embryos, which many of the physicians will do if those are eggs that are derived from a 40-year-old, and reduce 
reduce the risk right. of twins, reduce the risk of C-section. And then you can come every two years and transfer a single euploid embryo, which is a balanced embryo that does not have chromosomal abnormalities, and build your family with two, three, or one child every um, two years or three years. And you're completely in the in the pilot seat, in the driver's seat, you decide how your family is going to look, how healthy it's going to be. And I think that whether we like the, that control or want to leave things to change, this technology is here. It's here to stay. It's empowering to many of the couples, many of the single uh, ladies out there, and we just need to educate them so they can choose how they would like to see their family grow, when and with whom. It's taking control. It's having the power where for all the centuries and centuries, women, we didn't have this power. We didn't have this control, and we were dictated. Our lives were dictated because of this biological clock ticking that Michael and I have two embryos frozen. And just so our listeners understand, the embryo, so I froze it at 39 and so it stays, so now I have an, an embryo, a 39-year-old embryo that if I did want to implant, I'm 46 and a half, it is as if I was 39 years old having that embryo. And I think that's a big, big, big thing for people to understand. So if they want to do this and to freeze at 28 to 30, and they decide they want to have a baby at 40, they're implanting a 28 or 30-year-old embryo, which is which is beautiful. Um, let's talk a little in, bit. In, in, about other, in other words, Michael and I still need to work on you for going for that baby number two and, and taking was, that frozen <laughs> embryo. In other words, just yeah, so because, you know, <laughs> we talked a lot about that. And, and we're going to touch on something right now. It's going to get personal. Maybe it's TMI, but we're going to talk about this. After going through our journey of um, – having four IVFs and having chromosomal issues and finding out that there was all these abnormalities, we would not get pregnant naturally. For example, we, uh, I don't want to have unprotected sex because if I do get pregnant, uh, that scares me for everything that I know. If I get pregnant naturally, I would only want to be pregnant with the, with the embryos that we have stored. And I think and I hear it a lot. I, a lot. I hear it a lot from patients. But, you know, it's important to put things in perspective because still most women will get pregnant spontaneously. Most women will have an uneventful pregnancy. It is true that uh, at age uh, 40, when, uh, you know, you and I did the uh, fertility treatment, most of the embryos are already uh, chromosomally abnormal, unfortunately. And this is how the woman body was programmed. But it, the fact of the matter is that despite that test, statistics, at age 40, the chances of a miscarriage due to chromosomal abnormalities is still less than 50%. At age 44 or 45, however, 80 to 90% of the pregnancies will result in a miscarriage. So I think that once you've seen those two cycles that had all chromosomally abnormal embryos, it got you obviously nervous. And I can see why a lot of my patients will say, now that I have the technology to test my embryos, why would I want to have a miscarriage due to chromosomal abnormalities? Why would I have to waste three to six months from that time of a pregnancy test and the ultrasound and then finding out at 10 weeks with a blood test that there's an issue? So it is true that at age 44, 45, it's very unlikely to get pregnant with your own eggs. And if you're doing that 
getting pregnant, more than 80 to 90% will end up in a miscarriage. But I don't want our listener to be discouraged and not have unprotected intercourse because, of course, most of the pregnancies are still achieved with Frank Sinatra and a glass of wine. I could always use Frank Sinatra, and I would go with a glass of champagne because you don't fancy that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, you're the only man that's seen my hoo-ha or my toonie that my husband loves and wants to go out to dinner with all the time. <laughs> and we've had and several dinners the last years. <laughs> And you didn't even have to buy me dinner, to, and you've seen me at my toonie so much. You see the, you see the pluses of your career? Right? That's we have how to great you your husband it. is. <laughs> Let's talk about what makes SGF so unique. I mean, here you left this. You, you were the head of you were the, you were the chief chancho over at Northwell, and obviously you believe and you know that SGF is special. Talk Correct. to us about what makes this special. I mean, I know this, like, that you think you have 36 locations throughout, I think, New York, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Correct. Georgia, Florida, D.C. Um, you've, uh, I think we've spoken about that. I think you've produced 85,000 or more babies that have been born at SGF. But as, Correct, in the past as 25 a, as, years. That's unbelievable. Tell us, in your words, what made you make this switch and why you are such a believer of SGF? So, you know, SGF is uh, one of the largest uh, fertility centers in the nation that focuses just on fertility uh, treatment. As you mentioned, 36 locations, seven IVF labs ranging all the way from uh, Florida to uh, Maryland, New York. Now, uh, as of the last uh, three months, we opened a brand new IVF center here on 60th and uh, Park Avenue. I've uh, joined with my uh, pa partner, Dr. Anat Brower, who's amazing. She was my co-fellow at Cornell. We've known each other for 15 years. We practice very similarly, both had good training, and we were uh, joined with a third physician in the summer, opening an office in Brooklyn. But, you know, I've been in touch with uh, SGF uh, along the years, and uh, they have over 51 physicians, all top-notch physicians throughout the nation. The focus is to help family, to help the couple leave with a baby. They have options from all the way from just simple insemination and fertility workup, what we call a low-tech technology, to egg freezing, to IVF, to donor egg, to gestational carrier. We have, given the fact that we have centers throughout the nation and each state has different rules and regulation, we have the option of lowering the cost of fertility and making it much more accessible. The SGF has several programs that are very unique that when I spoke to SGA for the first time, I could not believe that this is even possible. The first thing is when it comes to egg freezing, we have a program that's called Assure 20 or Assure 30. And that program basically guarantees the patient that freezes eggs to have 20 mature eggs or 30 mature eggs at the one flat fee. And if she doesn't get that in one retrieval or second, two retrievals, she can go to a third, fourth, and fifth retrieval free of charge. We want our wow. patient to come in wow. and leave with the outcome that they are desiring. That's one. No other Second clinic in the world does this, right? No, no other doctor or clinic. That's unbelievable. I'm not aware of any program that offers uh, 20 mature eggs in uh, one uh, flat fee or up to four retrievals. And I'm sure that now that SGF has promoted this program, maybe after I follow it, 
followers will uh, come along, but this is a unique program. The second program, when it comes to egg freezing, if a patient freezes eggs with us at SGF in New York here or in any other centers, we have a, a, a guarantee program that if you did not take a baby from the eggs that were used while frozen at SGF, you will get all your money back from the thawing of the eggs, fertilizing them, creating embryos, and transferring. So you can use that money and use it towards a different route of getting pregnant. Those are two unique programs that are in the egg freezing program. The third unique program is shared risk IVF. A lot of patients come to us and they don't have IVF coverage or they've went through a couple of cycles and were not successful. When they come to us and they do an IVF with shared risk, they have to qualify. There are certain criteria, of course. But then if they don't get pregnant with the first or second IVF, there's a program that guarantees a baby or their money back. And that's a very, very unique program because, as we know, you said it yourself with JAXA, you had to go through four IVF to get to that one normal embryo. And if you had to pay per cycle uh, out of pocket, that will be uh, an enormous amount of money. So that is... SGF recognizing that the financial aspect is the rate-limiting step in patient freezing eggs or in patient having a baby or having a second child. And that's something that says a lot about the organization. We know that we've helped over um, 25,000 babies in the past uh, uh, just 10 years and 85,000 babies in the last 25 years since SGF was uh, started in the, in the early 90s. And we stand behind the product, behind the retrieval, behind the lab, behind the personal uh, care that we provide. The third unique program is when it comes to donor egg. As you'd mentioned yourself, when a patient meets Mr. Wright at an older age or uh, she's getting married again and she's now uh, over 43 or 44 and is need for egg donation, we can recruit donors throughout our 36 location and make it much more affordable. We have an option of thawing eggs from our egg bank or splitting eggs from three different um, uh, locations and basically uh, fertilizing those eggs with the husband's sperm and able to split that cost among two or three recipients. In a way, instead of paying three times the price of an egg donation, you can really pay a third and end up with the same outcome without having to have excess embryos that you may never use. So those are unique programs that basically show me and show our patient that we're here for you. We basically right. have different options. You need to delve into those options, discuss it with your partner, discuss it with your family support system, and decide how you want to achieve your pregnancy. The, and lastly, something that I wasn't able to offer a lot of my patients was a gestational care carrier options. Given that New York State is a restrictive state and uh, we cannot do a gestational care treatment for a for payment, we can only do it for altruistic reasons, we can create the embryos here in Manhattan, transfer the embryo to Philadelphia, transfer it to Georgia, to Florida, do the transfer over there, and then achieve the viable pregnancy and carry the pregnancy uh, by a certified gestational carrier and then get all the documents done here in New York so you can have your own genetic child with someone else carrying the pregnancy. And that helps a lot of patients, patients with cancer, patients that lost their uterus during a C-section, patients that were born without uterus, patients with very large fibroid uterus who are at risk for carrying their own baby. Know that there are different ways of having a family and establish a, a family. And some families have a baby with four different parents, a donor egg, a donor sperm, a gestational care carrier, and of course, the, the mom who chose those uh, uh, additional parents.
SGF sounds unbelievable, and it's the one place, it's kind of like putting your money where your mouth is and saying, we believe in you. We are not taking your money unless you go home with that baby. That's um, correct. I know you, I know you offer uh, counseling at SGF. There's um, acupuncture. There's nutrition. I hear there's a fit-to-be-fertile program. I think I need to be called in for one of these programs to facilitate, but we'll talk about that at another date. There is so much going on at SGF, and I'm so happy because I, for you, I know what you have gone through in your career. I know how passionate you are in your career, and I think this is, this is finally your home. And it is. I know, it, it, and I know you're going to flourish and be the rock star that you always are. I, you know, there's one thing I like to say, one more thing before that, is that there is a and I think there's a societal negative connotation with freezing eggs. And I think that that needs to be taken off the table and it needs to be looked at as, as we talked about it before, as this is giving power to girls I, and I women. Agree. And it should not be they're... negative in any way. It is already changing. I think that uh, discussions like we're having today is, uh, you know, another step in the right direction. When I started, uh, you know, uh, seeing patients and talking about egg freezing, and they were afraid to even mention it to their parents, and we were doing one or two cycles a, a month, and now we're doing, you know, dozens a week because uh, it's so empowering, and uh, a lot of celebrities have come, um, you know, through and said, we did it, you should do it, uh, women that uh, have the passion that you have to uh, discuss it with the next generation uh, are doing an amazing job of educating our uh, young girls. Uh, it's important to know that they, you know it's not covered by insurance uh, throughout the country. Some insurances still cover egg freezing, uh, Google, Facebook, Amazon, but not all of our um, managed care uh, providers are covering egg freezing. That's something that we need to push our legislators because this is just like a vaccination for HPV in my book. If you're young and you're freezing right. eggs, you're not going to need three or four IVFs. You're not going to have to deal with the twins because someone is transferring two embryos. You're not going to have yes. all the complications that come along with uh, each one of those pregnancies at age 42 or 45 because you have healthy eggs that are stored in a safe environment. And I think that that's, that's very empowering. That's very important for our patients. We do a lot of international patient and out-of-state patient, and they get free consultation just to educate them. So our 51 physicians are getting on the phone a few hours every week. They do seminars. They basically are out in the community talking about it because no one else is, you know, as educated as the fertility doctors who are getting all the data, reading the literature. And we're in a position of power to, to educate. The, our patient, our friends, family, and that's how we're going to spread the word that uh, this is not a, a shame to freeze eggs just because you don't have Mr. Right at age 30. That doesn't mean that uh, you're not going to find it just because you're not ready to have a baby as much as your mom wants you to. It doesn't mean that you should get pregnant for the wrong reason. Exactly. That's the most important thing I think we should, our, our girl should hear. It's what when you're ready. Um, so right now, currently, is it about 8,500 to 9,000? I know that when I was looking at it years ago, it was about 15 grand, but I think 
it's changed. It's $7,500, yes. So a cycle of freezing eggs at SGF New York is specifically low because of our commitment. It's $7,500 plus anesthesia, which is $500 plus the annual storage after the first year and the medication. So it comes out you know, to be much more affordable than it was just about 100%. two or three years ago. Yeah, so I think that and can you that's do the key a, to lower a, the cost. To lower, you want to lower the cost, and I think, can you do a payment plan? Correct. You, yes. You, you, can, you can spread it over five years. You can uh, decide to take a loan that we're um, basically keeping at a low APR to make sure that even, you know, students in their graduate school can afford doing that in, in addition to all the school loans. And, you know, what I've been seeing is that grandmas were paying for their granddaughter's egg freezing to make sure that they are going to have kids. It's interesting uh, phenomena here in the city. See, grandmas know. Grandmas know best. I love that. Grandmas are forward thinkers and understand this is the best investment you can do for a young girl, young woman. And I know you and I spoke about this. You plan on doing this for both your daughters, right? Correct. I have two daughters and and a son. So my eight-year-old and nine-year-old, they don't know that yet. But when they're going to be 20 or 22, that's going to be their gift for me. For me to them, it's a kind of a gift for me to myself. You're going to be the best grandpa there is. <laughs> I love that. Definitely easier than being a parent. You know that. <laughs> well, you're running around and you got three. So, that you know, you're always on your toes. I thank you so much, Dr. Tomer Singer, for coming in here, speaking to us, educating us. And I truly believe this is going to liberate our young women. I do believe this is the most important topic that needs to be discussed in every single home. This changes the landscape for girls around the world. Make right decisions, not based on that biological clock. We're breaking the biological clock. And to embrace each other, to educate one another, and to show that there is no one right answer for any person, but to give people the tools to make the right decisions is pure power. Dr. Singer, thank you so much for joining us today on Empowered with Lauren and educating us all on this groundbreaking topic. You know you always have a very special place in my heart, and I am truly excited to walk through the doors of SGF. You are an amazing man and a brilliant doctor. You change people's lives. You give them the gift of life. To learn more about Dr. Singer and SGF, please visit the website www.shadygrovefertility.com. And you can always visit my website at www.empoweredwithlauren.com. Please spread the word. You can always subscribe to the podcast. To each and every one of you, I wish you an amazing, wonderful holiday season filled with health, friendship, and peace. Until next time.